This is the Living in Fierce Alignment podcast, your go-to place for mindset transformation, self-empowerment, and personal development. I'm your host, Kayla. I'm a mindset coach for ambitious human beings who are wildly passionate about up-leveling themselves so that they can live a limitless life with ease. I'm here to show you how to create the life of your dreams and powerfully step into your full potential, and of course, live fiercely. So let's get started. Welcome back, everyone. Today, I have an incredibly juicy podcast interview with Kelly Moser. So she's a startup strategist turned entrepreneur who's obsessed with helping heart-centered business owners create massive visibility and scale their impact. She's the host of the Top 1% business podcast, Aligned Success with Kelly Moser, and she's the creator of the Hell Yes Guest Method, which has helped hundreds of creators and entrepreneurs go from hidden gem to booked out thought leader by lovingly leveraging already built audiences. Her work can be found in Forbes and Yahoo Finance. So in this episode, we dove into her expertise, which is podcasting and podcast guesting. And I asked her some really great questions. She delivered an immense amount of value as usual. And so you're really going to get a ton of tips and tricks in terms of what you can do as a podcast guest and a podcast host to get more interviews on channels so that you can get more visibility and cause a bigger impact in your business. So let's dive on in and start the show. And you're going to absolutely love this conversation with Kelly. Kelly, I am so excited to have you on my channel. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, my friend. I feel like you are one of the people that I wake up with an email from Kayla in my inbox and I'm like, that's the only email I want to read. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I'm so flattered, especially because as we're recording this this month, I'm literally sending like 30 emails to my email list because I have a series going on. So I appreciate that you enjoy my emails because that's something I love to do. Love all of your content. You are a machine. Thank you. Thank you. But today we're going to talk about you, Kelly. And I'm really, really excited for this conversation. So I found Kelly randomly on Instagram, which is shocking because I know one of the things you talk about is like, you know, not using an algorithm to be visible. And we're going to dive into podcasting today. But I found you and I just love your content. I love your transparency. And I found you, I think, right when you started Hell Yes Guest, which is your podcasting program for supporting entrepreneurs and people with getting interviews on channels and making an impact and being visible. And I just fell in love with Kelly's content. And so she actually interviewed me on her channel, which was amazing. And I'll include that in the show notes. But today I wanted Kelly to come on because I think that the work that she's doing is so important. And I know that we're all tired with social media and the algorithm. And this is just a different way to get your content out and to be seen for the genius that you that you have. So Kelly, I would love if we can start the conversation with, if you want to give sort of a backstory of how you got into the work that you're doing, and then we're going to talk about, you know, what you're creating right now in your business. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for that lovely feedback. I'm so honored. I'm blushing. Um, yeah. So my professional background is in startup development, business development, strategy, and operations. And I realized that I was kind of doing something that I could be doing for small businesses, for individual solopreneurs. I was doing something that was so helpful and valuable to businesses. I was just working with businesses that were a little bit further along. And I got that itch like so many of us have gotten. If you're listening to this podcast, you've probably had the itch 
to try and work for myself. And I realized I could be doing what I'm doing every day, but working directly with businesses, really making an impact, getting my hands dirty, helping them make so much progress. So I started just helping small business owners with general business strategy, client acquisition, operations, things like that. And I started my own podcast and I totally fell in love with podcasting. It was, it felt like this refreshing departure from social media. All of my clients were struggling with social media. It was like the number one thing that everybody wanted help with. And I honestly was like, you know, I don't know what the answer is on social media. I don't know if I can really help you there. But when I found podcasting, it felt like this other avenue that was so untapped, this totally unexplored, underleveraged space for entrepreneurs to get their message out that do exactly what they've been trying to do on social media, but do it a lot more effectively. So being a podcast host, and I know I'm talking to the ultimate content creating podcast making machine. So you might not even relate to this, but having your own podcast is a lot of work. <laughs> and I think that a lot of people don't realize that. And we think that having your own podcast is this build it and they will come situation. When in reality, growing an audience, growing a community through a podcast takes as much work as it does on Instagram. But there is a way to leverage the magic of podcasting without having to have your own podcast, which is guesting on other people's podcasts and contributing value on channels that are already established. And I, I right away was like, this is what my clients need to be doing because they don't need to build the audience themselves. They don't need to come up with endless content ideas. They can really just get out there with their best content and share their best content every single time and reach new audiences that are already gathered in one place that already have built trust with the host. They're already part of this community and they can see such incredible results in terms of building no like trust, converting it, people into their programs, bringing people onto their email list. So that's why I focused on that avenue of podcasting. And it's been so wonderful to help people get seen and discovered that way in a way that feels really good to them. Yes. Oh, this is so good. I love that. Okay. Just so that everyone knows Kelly is a three, five splenic projector and naturally projectors are just so good at seeing deeply into things and being able to optimize things. And I am an avid listener of Kelly's channel. And there's so many times Kelly, where you're sharing about the trial and error of the work that you're doing and then just coming forth as a leader. So the three, five of your profile, that three line is all about trial and error. The fifth line is all about being a leader and like simplifying things for people, making it practical. And you do that so well. So it's just so satisfying that you found this. Cause for me, it felt like such a breath of fresh air. I was like, oh my God, I have a channel, but how can I be seen on other people's channels and really focus on collaboration and, and giving value? And it's not at the mercy of the algorithm, like on Facebook and Instagram and TikTok and threads and whatever other apps we have <laughs> now. <laughs> so I would love to hear when you're looking at supporting people, what is like the number one thing that you see either people struggling with to get on channels or podcast hosts are struggling to like be seen? Like, I guess those, that's kind of two questions, but you can choose where you want to start with that. Mm, such a good question. I think there are these two parties, right? The channel hosters and the channel hopefuls who are hoping to find places to contribute value. These two parties do not understand each other. They do not understand what the other one wants. And that is the basis of all of the icky feelings that people have about guesting, about bringing guests onto their show. You got to understand what a host wants, what they're looking for. If you're a guest, 
on in the other on the other side of that coin, if you're a host, you've got to understand what your guests want and what their motivations are and what their goals are too. Because I really think that if we understood each other better, and this is just a, a metaphor for all of life, if we all understood each other better, we would all be able to create better outcomes together and we would all be able to rise together. But we're too busy talking over each other and pushing our own agenda. We never stop to ask, what is this other person probably really interested in? What are they struggling with? That's the number one thing. So I think if you're in the, if you have interest in finding opportunities on other channels to be seen and heard, to contribute value to an audience, you have to understand what that host is probably struggling with. Most hosts are struggling with one of four things, if not a combination of all four of these things. The first is that they are really exhausted because hosting a channel and coming up with new content all the time is really tiring. Second thing is that they are probably more than likely a little bit disappointed in the rate of their audience growth. So every podcast host would love to have more people listening to them every week. And they might've been sold this vision that having a podcast is easy and you just set up a show and all of a sudden you've, you're on the top of the charts and you've got thousands of downloads every month. Spoiler alert, it's not how it happens most of the time. So that's a, a major, major challenge that most people are struggling with. A lot of people are also have also been sold this idea that your podcast is like this cash cow and all you need to do is have a podcast and set up one offer and like you're a millionaire the next day. That is also a major disappointment for a lot of people. So those things all combined. And then the last thing is that the volume of content, they just are, they run out of ideas. They're like, Kayla does not have this problem, y'all. Kayla is like, I could come up with 7,000 ideas a day. Most people don't have that ability. So between the content struggle, the energy, the effort, the disappointment that your audience isn't growing quite that quickly, and the disappointment that your show isn't generating as much revenue as you thought, makes for a perfect storm that results in 90% of podcasters never making it past the first year. I say, I share all of this because if you're a guest, if you're a hopeful guest, you're someone who's looking for opportunities like this, all you need to do is position yourself as the solution to at least one of those problems. That's it. If you can demonstrate that you can help a host with their content problem by delivering them one really great episode idea for one great conversation, now the host doesn't have to do any work that day. They're like, great, this person's going to come on my show. They've already got the conversation figured out in their mind. I really don't have to do very much. That's great. If you can alleviate the amount of work that's on their plate, they're going to book you. If you can demonstrate that you are someone who is going to share the episode with your network, with your community when it gets released. You're helping them with their audience problem. So always be thinking about, I think a lot of people approach this. The biggest problem is that people approach this work in this capacity of here's what I want and here's why you should give it to me. That is the wrong way to approach this. The right way to approach this is here's what I understand you're probably struggling with and what you need and what you want for your channel here's how I can contribute. Here's how I can fill some of those gaps. Here's how I can relieve some of the work that's on your plate. Here's how I can do your promotion for you. That is by far the number one thing that's going to make the biggest difference for you. If you are an expert in any niche, if you're a leader, if you, if you consider yourself a hidden gem and you would love to be connecting with more audiences that are aligned for you, that's the way to do it. Brilliant. That was amazing. And I love that you obviously addressed both being a guest and being a host because there's obviously different problems. But then again, like you said, coming together 
brings the solutions, which is amazing. So I'm really curious. Actually, it's funny. Let's talk about this for a second. You started to touch on it. And I think I, you and I can both speak to this where we get these emails from people, from agencies in particular, pitching guests to be on the show. And I would love to talk about the do's and don'ts. And you've already kind of alluded to it because for me, I cannot tell you audience how many times I've gotten emails from something of this nature. Hey, so-and-so, I saw your channel living in fierce alignment. And I think that I want to nominate this person they've hit this amount of money in their business. They're a, you know, triple, whatever, best selling author, blah, blah, blah. This is what I think they should talk about. Let me know if you think it's a good fit. And it's this really cringe sales pitch, because first of all, obviously, if you're listening to this channel, I'm quite niched. It's human design, gene keys and business. And then I've got like financial advisors or like realtors or just weird people that are not in the realm that are messaging me. And it's like, this is such a turnoff. And so I'm really curious what your tips and tricks are when it comes to pitching or even just being a host, receiving that, how like cringe it is, because it kind of creates these barriers, even for new people, because now as new people coming in and being like, I want to collaborate with you, you need to be a bit more strategic in a way that's going to benefit everyone involved. hundred percent. I think you hit the nail on the head when you identified that the biggest problem is that there's an audience mismatch. And it's so clear a lot of the time that the person that's sending you the pitch or the message doesn't even know who your audience is. So that's number one. If you are sending pitches, make sure you understand who the audience of the show is. That's the most important thing because the host, the owner of the channel, the creator, their number one priority is to deliver value for their audience on some sort of consistent basis. And if their audience starts to get turned off by their content, they're not going to come back. So their number one goal is to deliver the best value possible, which means that you've really got to understand not just who the audience is, but what the show aims to do for that audience. So no realtor should be pitching you, Kayla. That just doesn't make any sense. Right. But I'm sure you, I get tons of realtor pitches too. And it's like, if that person would just, and it's clear that they don't really care. They just want, they're just going for volume. They just figure if I send a thousand pitches, then maybe 20 will come back. When in reality, you're going to spend a lot of time. And if you're paying an agent, you're going to waste a lot of money doing that because that's what most people do. It's this cold outreach. It's very impersonal. There's clearly an audience mismatch and they don't really care. So if you want to make sure that your pitches are standing out, all you have to do Instead of, this is another thing that a lot of people do that I think is, this is going to be a hot take, but I think it's really unnecessary. People will say, Kayla, absolutely love your podcast. It is the best podcast I've ever heard in my life. Episode 75 changed my life. I couldn't believe how you X, Y, and Z. It's like the host actually doesn't need to hear from you that they have a good show. They don't need to hear that you like their show. It doesn't really matter. They would rather you go out and tell other people that you like the show. So instead of saying, Kayla, love your show, You could say something to the effect of, I am so in awe of the way that you help entrepreneurs understand Gene Keys, human design so that they can be successful in in their business. That to you as a host goes, this person actually understands my goal. They understand my heart. They understand what I'm trying to do here. That's so much more valuable than I loved episode number 75 and X, Y, Z. At the same time, it's really valuable for the host to know that you took some sort of generous action outside of just sending this pitch. So maybe you shared about the podcast on social media. Maybe you left them a great review, an Apple podcast, a written review. Um, you know, Maybe you shared the episode with 10 people and, and you are able to pr- somehow provide proof of that. 
that goes a long way. So that's one of, that's one big don't is like the host doesn't really need smoke blown up their butt. You know what I mean? Like they know their show's great. You don't need to say it. Just move on, get to the point. Another thing is you've got to be really clear about the exact value proposition that a conversation with you is going to yield for that audience. Because if you can't, I, I hear a lot of people say, you know, I can come on your show, Kelly, and talk about sales, marketing, lead generation, client retention, sponsorships. I'm like, those are five massive topics. <laughs> and you could have a thousand different conversations about each of those. And I don't know what you're the, what you're the expert in. And it's really not my job to figure it out. And that's not just for me. That goes for every podcast host channel owner is it's not their job. You got to figure that out. You've got to say, this is the one best conversation that I can bring to your show. This is exactly how it's going to help your audience. This is what they're going to walk away having mastered or understanding or being able to implement. This is how their life is going to change after they hear this conversation. Spend the time getting clarity on that because that then if you have your pitch buttoned up and it's so tight and it's so strong, you only have to send 20 pitches to get 20 spots. You know what I mean? You don't have to send a thousand. So it is really worth the upfront effort to get the clarity and figure out exactly what you can contribute to a show or a channel. Yes, this is so good. And honestly, I love that you're being so specific about what is the value and the specific flavor of episode and, and expertise that you're bringing to a channel? Because I also see, even when some people pitch to come on my channel, it'll be a lot of them sharing about their journey and their experience. And there's like this really inspiring aspect of them telling their story. But then I know that people can relate to, oh, I'm so inspiring, but I'm not converting. I'm not getting clients or people aren't buying. And it's like, if you actually came on to the channel and you shared and you resolved a problem, then that positions you as an authority and an expertise. And that's how you generate people to come into your audience. So I feel like that's another really important piece. And I would love to hear you expand on that because it's one thing and it's so valuable because I, I can say this, like I've literally interviewed almost a hundred people on my channel at this point, and everyone does have a very unique story. And we, we have, we're desensitized to our own story because we've lived it and we think it's not a big deal. And it is, and it takes courage to share a story, but then it's like, well, what are you doing with that story? And I think that's something really big that's missing for people because they might be doing guesting, but then they're not converting. So I'm really curious to hear your thoughts on that. Oh my gosh. This is such a good question. A lot of people think that all conversations are created equal. And as long as you're having a conversation, you are going to see some result. You're going to see people join your email list. You're going to see people join your programs, come into your world, whatever it is. If you are only storytelling, you are not going to accomplish that. And you hit the nail on the head, Kayla, your story is powerful, but it should support something else. So it's not just the story in and of itself. It's how can you package your story, extract the value, and then teach it. Teaching is what converts on any channel in any format. If you're, if you, the example that I like to give is if you go to a barbecue and you meet a dentist and you're chatting with the dentist and they're a really nice dentist you're not necessarily going to go book them for your next teeth cleaning because you've never seen them perform any kind of dentistry. You just know that they're a good person. You know that you like them. Knowing that you like someone is important. Being able to establish a relationship, feel like there's some shared values between you is really important. But at the end of the day, you've got to be able to share your expertise. You've got to step into situations that allow you to teach and be an expert and share. And even if that's just unpacking your story and then repackaging it in a way that is practical, tangible, applicable to people's everyday lives. 
You've got to think about what is in it for them. We all love talking about our stories. We all love feeling seen and heard and like people understand us and want to know more about us. But at the end of the day, if you want conversion, you've got to be in situations that let you be an expert, not just a nice guy at a barbecue, but someone who really can demonstrate that you know what you're talking about. Um, And I think that's a huge opportunity that people miss. And I also think that this comes down to being really wise about which channels you show up on. If it's a channel that is exclusively about storytelling and every episode is just about telling stories and you, you get the sense that the host just wants that. That's the only thing that they want is storytelling. Maybe you don't go guest on that channel. If you if conversion is your goal, you know, there are so many places that will really encourage you and invite you to teach. That's where you would want to spend more of your time. I always love your metaphors. I feel like you give, <laughs> is that a projector thing too? Like random weird metaphors? <laughs> yeah. I don't even know, but like you, there's just, I can't think of any other examples right now, but there's been so many times where I'm like listening to your channel and you're like, okay, so imagine this. And you just kind of go <laughs> off on this little trail and I'm like laughing to myself. Like this makes so much sense, but it's so random. Like it's a barbecue so random. I, with know, a dentist, I don't know like, what it is. I only speak in random metaphors. It's like, it's if random. you're a moose at McDonald's, like let's, let's imagine this. And it's like, oh, I, I, it's the only way I could communicate what I was trying to say. No, I love it. I think it's so good. Oh, it's brilliant. So I would love to ask, One thing that I find interesting, just because I've done a lot of interviews and I've been interviewed a lot, is I'm curious, this is more of like an opinion thing, because I feel like there's so many different ways to do it. But what would you say are the responsibilities of the guest versus the responsibilities of the host when it comes to collaborating to do a podcast episode? And I feel like this Mm. will be really good feedback for hosts and for guests, because I've had some like interesting experiences. Like one time I had to fill out like a 29 questionnaire before I joined somebody's channel. And it was like, tell me the, uh, the episode names that you would recommend. And what are all the questions you want me to ask? I'm like, okay. So there was a lot of like generating there, which makes sense. But then I'm like, what is the line? You know, like, mm-hmm. it's like, it's like asking someone, okay, here's my turn for a metaphor. It's like asking someone to come over for dinner and then being like, oh, can you bring over the groceries? And like, I have and the recipe and then we're going to like do the dishes and and then we're going to cook this thing together but you're also going to cook it like that's how I feel it is but as a host it's like you're having someone over how can you make that as seamless as possible so I'm really curious to hear your opinion on that because I've had some very interesting experiences including someone asking me to pay them to be on their channel and I'm like whoa that's only happened once but Mm -hmm. I thought that was interesting too so there's just some like situations that I want to unpack here with you It, it is such a blurry line. And I think everyone is going to have a different opinion on this to your point. There's not like a, you know, best practices industry standard for what the host does versus what the guest does, which can make it really confusing because I train guests. My, my goal for them is to get the most aligned conversations booked on the calendar. So I encourage them to do a little bit more work, knowing that the host might decide to take things in a slightly different direction. It's never set in stone. If you, you know, reach out with a certain idea, um, what I think the guest should be responsible for is saying, here's the one strongest conversation that I can have. Here's the main topic. I encourage my students to name their, to like put a podcast name, basically an episode name in the email, in the style that that host would likely 
write it in. So look at how, you know, the channel names their other episodes or whatever it is, you know, whether it's a video, whether it's a podcast episode, look at their naming conventions and try to fit yourself as seamlessly, try to fit your episode idea as seamlessly into everything that they are already creating and producing. That just allows the host to go, oh, did I come up with this myself? Like, this is great. Um, so try to get in, inside of their head as much as possible. So for example, if you, if the host names all of their episodes, five ways to X, Y, Z with this type of person, you're going to want in your pitch to name your main idea, five ways to X, Y, Z with this type of person. I also always recommend adding a few talking points. You don't have to say, these are the points that I would like to talk about. Just put them in bullets underneath your main talking point. The host will be able to just get a little bit more color for the different topics, subtopics that you could cover within that main conversation. That's what I would recommend the, the guest take care of. And a hundred percent, the host is probably going to name it something else. They're probably not going to verbatim copy and paste what you wrote in your pitch to them and name that the episode, um, and make that the title of the episode, but they know at least that you understand them. So that's what I would say as a guest, you should always anticipate doing. I think there's a lot of like, Hey, my name is Kelly. I am a such and such. What do you think? And the host has like nothing to go on. You've got to give them a little bit of, of specificity in terms of what the conversation should be about based on what you are the most expert in. So I would say that, I don't know if you're a host, like if you're a host, you've got to have a strategy. You've got to have your content strategy down. You've got to understand why you're doing this. You've got to understand you know, what you want your audience to get out of it. And I don't think you should be soliciting like 29 questions with different episode, different episode ideas. I think the guests should take it upon themselves. And as a host, that's the sign for you of a really great guest, someone who knows exactly what their best value is. So if they don't offer that to you, I would just say, okay, just keep that in mind that you're probably going to need to take a little bit of the creative control back um, and if it's not a fit, if someone sends you a pitch and the idea that they have in there is not a fit, you can, as the host decide, well, I think this person is going to be a great fit for my audience. I'll respond to them and say, you know, I, I think you're going to be a great guest on my channel, but how about this slightly different conversation? So make it a collaboration. Um, but that's what I think in terms of like, who's responsible for what. No, I love that. I think it just gives more clarity in terms of also just inspiring guests and hosts to look at like what can I be responsible for if I'm interested in collaborating like how can I make this easier on the guests and the guests can think how can I make this easier on the host because like you said in the beginning of our conversation like metaphorically and literally I think we're talking over each other a lot and it's like how can we actually create a partnership because podcasting is just is exploding right now and so actually I kind of want to dive into that a bit and have you share, because I know that you recently or you are going to a podcast convention, but I would love to hear, you know, the masterminds and the work that you're doing around podcasting. Like, what is it that you're learning and what is it that you want people to know about the podcasting industry right now? Oh my gosh, this is such a good question. I think that the podcasting industry is, so this is kind of, and I don't know if this is my projector thing talking. I don't know if I'm maybe reading too much into this. I think the podcasting industry is about to become so it's about to like envelop itself, if that makes sense. The traditional podcasting that we think about, I think in five years, nobody's going to have just an audio podcast. I think video is going to be a really important part of 
content creation. And I think people are going to start to think of it. I noticed Kayla that you use the term channel instead of podcast. I think that's how people are going to evolve to think about this medium is it's not just audio anymore. Um, I traditionally have mostly only used audio for my own podcast just because I didn't have the bandwidth and the time and the energy and the brain power to figure out how to make it video too. But I think we're going to see a lot more video. I know that um, at the, so I didn't go to a podcast movement that's happening right now in August, but I did go to podcast movement evolutions, which was in March. And a big topic of conversation there was engaging this next, next generation of content consumers. So what is Gen Z doing? <laughs> that was like a big conversation. It was like all these 30 and 40 year olds sitting up around being like, what's Gen Z doing right now? And all of us being like, we don't know. We got to go find somebody's kids and talk to somebody's kids. But Gen Z is a very different demographic in terms of how they consume content. They overwhelmingly watch podcasts rather than listen to podcasts. They overwhelmingly watch podcasts on YouTube. Um, for those who are following this, the podcasting world pretty closely, you'll see that Spotify recently enabled videos so that you can watch a podcast while you're listening to a podcast. Um, and I think that's just indicative of overall where the industry is going. That's something that I would definitely say to watch out for. If you have not considered adding video to a channel, maybe do so. Um, that's definitely one thing. What else can I share about the podcast industry? The growth is incredible and it's steady and it's consistent. So I don't think we're at risk of a bubble bursting, which is what some people were talking about earlier on in the, in the world of podcasting is, oh, it's just this bubble and everybody's going to stop soon. There was a mini bubble that happened during the pandemic where everybody was at home. Everybody started a podcast. And now most of the podcasts that were started during the pandemic have, not necessarily gone offline, but have stopped producing new episodes and new content. So right now is actually a great time to fill in that space. If you think about, we exploded the infrastructure during the pandemic. Some of those have fallen away. Some of those shows have fallen away. Now there's all this space, the infrastructure can support it, but a lot of the content is no longer fresh. It's people aren't producing new content quite as much anymore. So whether you're on, no matter what side of the microphone you're on now is such a good time to start getting involved in the podcasting world. I think that five years from now, it's going to be as saturated as like, think about if you had started a TikTok five years ago, most people would have thought that you were nuts and would have been like, what is TikTok? What are you doing? Why are you doing that? I think in five years, we're going to look back and say, wow, I really should have gotten into the podcasting world five years ago. Cause right now it is a wide open runway runway. And I think it's only going to get more saturated. So now's a wonderful time. I love this. And I I'm, I'm so excited that you said this because I've had my channel for over four and a half years now. And for me, it's like, I see tons of podcasting and it's just like, there's a lot, right? Like you said, it's saturated. And I think saturated it's funny because the word, and it's funny because I saw you post this on social media, the strategy and the word saturated sometimes have this like negative connotation, like, oh, it's too much or it's like sneaky and whatever. But I think saturated is just like, you know, you're well moisturized. Like it's, there's a <laughs> lot happening <laughs> for lack of a better metaphor. But I think that, you know, you seeing like get in now is great. And it's like, I've already been doing this for four and a half years. And now I feel like I'm pivoting more to guesting, which is even better because then it's like, we're all supporting each other. We're literally creating 
this network, right? Which is amazing. And so I would love to invite you now to really talk about just completely unhinged, untethered, like your love for the Hell Yes Guest program. Because I know that this is a really big piece that's going to be supporting people, let's say in the next five years or like right now with their guesting and getting into the podcast industry. So I would love if you can, if you can share about this, however your heart feels called to. Thank you. Oh, you understand projectors so well. What a beautiful invitation. Thank you. Yeah. So I created Hell Yes Guest because as a host, I, first of all, was tired of interviewing. I was tired of training my guests as we were going through the process of creating an episode together. I was tired of getting ghosted by guests who come on and feel like, you know, they take up some space and then they never share. And that just feels like such a bummer. And I know that so many podcasters experience the same thing. And I knew it was all because of this mismatch, right? Not understanding what the other party really needs. So I created Hell Yes Guest because I really struggled when I, I recognized that podcast guesting made so much sense. Like it was a strategy that could not not work, <laughs> but I didn't know how to be successful with it. I, I could see so much potential with it, but I just kept falling flat on my face. I was like sending pitches into the abyss and absolutely never hearing anything back. Or I was guesting on shows and not really seeing any sort of return. I just felt like I was you know, not even really making that big of an impact. I was like, what am I doing? I've got to figure out what the strategy is that makes this work and helps me reach more people, serve more people, and also bring people closer maybe into my business and closer into the work that I can help them do. So strategy for me was everything. I love strategy. If I'm doing something randomly, I've learned that I create random results. And that's exactly what was happening with podcasting, with podcast guesting in particular. So I figured out, okay, you know what, instead of just pitching a hundred podcasts and seeing what comes back to me. I need to create a podcast tour for myself with a plan, with a goal, with some structure, with a content strategy. And that worked so beautifully for me. And it was not only, you know, helping me reach more people, connect with more people, get to know more people, but it was funneling people directly into my business. And so once I figured out what that strategy was, I called it a profitable podcast tour. I was like, the people need, people need to know about this because they're spinning their wheels on social media. They're spinning their wheels. They have 17 nurture tools and no discovery tools anymore because it used to be reels for those of us who were on reels two and three years ago, pointing and dancing, like it was magic. You could just go on and point and dance. And then all of a sudden you'd have 700 new followers. It's not working that way anymore, at least not for me. So this was, I saw just such an opportunity for the people that I was working with in um, supporting them with their business. I was like, people just need to understand the strategy. And when you have the right strategy in place, you can do fewer interviews. You can pitch, spend less time pitching. You don't need to hire an agent. You don't need to spend $800 a month for someone to get you on three podcasts because you have the, uh, the power to get yourself booked on as many podcasts as you want. And so that is kind of the impetus for the program. It's extremely strategic. I give a ton of support. I'm working one-on-one -on -one with every single person to say, okay, here's your end goal for your business. Here's the kind of shows that you need to be on. Here's the exact topic that you should be pitching. That's going to make you sound unique, fresh. Um, so really helping people get inside the head of a podcast host. And I always tell people like, this is a pitch that I would accept. You're ready to go, go out in the world and start pitching. And if it's not a pitch that I would accept, I literally say, 
please don't go any further until we nail this down because I don't want you to waste your time and spin your wheels. So tons of one-on-one support for me. Um, it really, I think is the best investment. If you are someone who's interested in reaching new audiences, it's going to be that discoverability tool. That's organic. That feels fun. You just get to have fun conversations. You get to share about the thing that you love the most without worrying about, oh my gosh, what's my hook. What's my, you know, I only have people's attention for three seconds on social media. What is my post going to be like? It's just so, it feels so much more natural. And then I teach you how to actually show up to those interviews. You know, there's a strategy for what you should be talking about, how you should be talking about yourself and your work and your life. We cover all of that. And then I help you monetize too. So, you know, really not just showing up and getting booked, but making sure that every single interview that you do does something for your business. It's kind of this like revolutionary idea, but you can both be of massive service. You can deliver a ton of value. And it's funny, the more value you give, the more you receive from every interview that you do. So that is the gist of the program. We do live interview practice to get all those nerves out, get your jitters out. You get to meet other incredible people who are all on the same type of journey that you are. And it's so much fun. Yes. Oh, so good. I love that you have this program. It's so unique. And when I saw it and even just the content that you're sharing that I'm consuming is, is just so freaking helpful. And I really want to just give an example to the audience today, like specifically because I've been paying attention to what Kelly's doing online and like this program is so incredible. This conversation today is quite literally a prime example of what you would be doing on the channels that you're being interviewed on. Like Kelly came on, I knew that her niche is podcast guesting and podcasting. And I asked her very specific questions that positioned her as the expertise and really sharing an incredible amount of value that I know that you bring even more into that, into the program. And now it's like, oh, this is the thing. This is Kelly's like creme brulee, like go, (laughs) like essentially go and check it out, right? Like that, this is the kind of guesting that you want to be doing because it's like, you're bringing value, you're teaching you know, she's bringing something to my channel that I would never talk about personally, because I know that she's great at doing this. So it saves me the work and she shows up and she delivers. And so I feel like this is in itself a prime example of like what people can achieve in the program. And I feel like you're such an embodiment and an integrity with the work that you're doing. So I just wanted to like make that obvious to the audience if they hadn't seen, oh, wow, look, we had a live example for the last like 40 (laughs) minutes. (laughs) Thank you. That is the ultimate feedback. You know, you got to walk your walk. And that's what I try to do. I think a lot of people worry that like, if I give all my good stuff away, who's going to want to learn anymore. And really it's the opposite. It's if you are only giving away crap, people are going to just assume that that's what is beyond whatever paywall you have, you know, you present them with too. It's just more crap. So just give away the best. And that's definitely what I teach you to do, but in a really intentional way so that there is a clear path, a clear journey for people to go on. Yes. No, that's so good. And I just want to thank you, Kelly, for coming on today and sharing your wisdom and having this conversation. And I'm really excited to share this with my audience. And I would love before we wrap up the conversation, two things. The first thing, can you please share an intuitive piece of wisdom that comes to you right now? Oh my gosh. What a lovely question. The intuitive piece of wisdom that I want to share with you is that we have all, if you're, if you are in the realm of business We've all been taught that more is more and more content is better. And you've got to be showing up a hundred times a day. 
what I've found to be true for my business. And also as a projector, this is probably something that works extra well with my energy is that it's not about saying a thousand different things. It's about saying one thing, a thousand different ways. How can you get strategic and creative and figure out what is that one thing that people need to hear from you? Great. How can you say that with 12 different examples, highlighting 12 different aspects of that main conversation? That is what grows your brand and your business. If you can say one thing really well and be able to share that one message with a thousand different people who all hear, need to hear different things, who learn different ways, that is going to take you so much farther than just endlessly throwing spaghetti at the wall, creating endless posts just because like, just, just forget it. Just figure out what that one thing is for you and then deliver it over and over and say it in different ways. That is my intuitive piece of wisdom to share. Mm. I love this because I've heard you say this before. And when you said that, I think it actually gave me the permission to really tap into the gene keys and be like, Kayla, how can you talk about the gene keys in a thousand different ways? How can you talk about human design in a thousand different ways when it comes to entrepreneurship? And that gave me so much clarity. So I know that the audience is going to benefit. Yes, I know the audience (laughs) is going to benefit from that as well. So can you please share how people can connect with you and what is their next best step? Your next best step, if you enjoyed what you heard on this episode and you're curious about podcast guesting, the next step that I would love to invite you into is to watch my masterclass. It is 90 minutes. It's called book five profitable podcast interviews in the next 30 days. You're going to learn exactly like what the podcast tour model is and how to reverse engineer it to map one out for yourself. You're going to learn my joint venture pitching method, which we talked a little bit about today, but we go really deep inside the masterclass. This is how you pitch in a way that does not feel icky for you in a way that feels like a gift to yourself and also to another person. And then the last part of the masterclass is how to generate over $10,000 in sales from a single podcast interview without actually ever selling anything. So if that's your vibe, that's your jam, definitely go check out this masterclass. It's 90 minutes of gold. I promise you're going to find so much value in it. Um, And at the end of the masterclass, I do share more about Hell Yes Guest. So if you're looking for all the details and logistics, you will find it there. Um, But that's the place that I would love to invite you to explore next in terms of content. And I would love to follow you on Instagram. I love Kayla so much. I love everyone who's connected to you that I've met through you. So I would love to follow you on Instagram. If you send me a DM at kelly.moser, two S's in my last name, and just let me know that you heard this episode. I would love to chat with you and follow you back so that I can support you and all the incredible work that you're doing. Amazing. And also the Aligned Success Show, your podcast. Yes. Yes, And I say that, I forgot. (laughs) (laughs) I say that because I'm literally binging your channel. So I'm like, um, everyone needs to know about this. Even though you're focused on guesting on others, that's also going to be in the show notes just so that the audience knows. Thank you. Yes. I totally forgot. Yes. My, my podcast is my baby and I'm so sorry that I forgot about you podcast. I will make it up to you. She's going to be mad at me, but thank you, Kayla, for remembering. Oh, no problem. (laughs) I got you. (laughs) So thank you for coming on again, Kelly. I really enjoyed our conversation and I want to thank all the listeners for tuning in. Make sure you check out the show notes, grab all the goodies there, connect with Kelly. You can share this episode on Instagram or wherever you hang out and tag us so that we can be excited with you and share what you got out of the episode and how it's supporting you. That would be amazing. And if you can take a moment to subscribe to the channel and leave a five-star review, I would deeply appreciate that so we can get this wisdom out into the world. So thank you everyone for listening and I'll chat with you in the next episode. 